This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. I'm so glad that you are joining me today. And I've been thinking a lot about the fact that I am a world-class fixer. You see, if you give me a problem, I will move heaven and earth to try to find a solution for you. And while this can be a great skill when it comes to running a business, it's not such a great skill when it comes to relationships and friendship. Because as I'm learning, relationships aren't projects. People want to be seen and heard and loved, not added to your to-do list as something needing to be fixed. I'll tell you that I'm saying this to myself more than anything because I desperately need the reminder. If you share your struggles with me, I'm the person that can immediately jump into fix-it mode. I will give you a website to check out, a book to read, and the next three simple steps you just need to take. Just recently, a friend who's going through a hard time actually texted me and said, Crystal, I don't want counsel today. I just want to share what I'm feeling. That kind of stepped all over my toes in a really good way because it just reminded me that people are not problems to be solved. They are human beings to love. Sometimes loving well does look like helping tangibly to provide solutions, but many times it means just listening and providing an empathetic ear, a shoulder to cry on, and a safe place to confide in, all without any long-term agenda or plan for anything other than to love generously and well. So I want to stop fixing and start extravagantly loving. And I think this is probably going to be a lot more effective in the long run. 
On today's show, I'm going to share with you something I bought recently that has been so great for the cooler weather we've been having. And I'll share a book I read recently. Plus, we're going to have a really insightful discussion with Jennifer Fulweiler on why it's okay to be an imperfect mom and how to find your blue flame. And if you don't know what that means, you got to tune in because I think it will really inspire you. And then I'll close out the show by answering a question on what hospitality looks like for our family in the season of life that we're in. For today's What's Saving My Life segment, which is the part of the show where I talk about something that is making my life easier or better or more productive, I have to talk about a comfy long sweater I got recently. The sweater is actually the Open Front Herringbone Cardigan from Tea in Rose. I got it from Zulily and I have worn it multiple times per week since getting it. It goes so great with leggings and a t-shirt, but it also goes great with my favorite denim shirt and black jeans. You can dress it up or dress it down. Sometimes I wear it with my white canvas shoes. Sometimes I dress it up with booties. It's so versatile and it's so comfy and warm, but it's not too heavy that it makes you feel like you can't breathe. I took it with me on a recent flight, and I loved how I could sort of use it as a blanket on the flight, and then instead of bringing a jacket, I could just wear that when I got to my destination. I looked to try to find this particular sweater online so I could link to it, and unfortunately, I can't find it online anywhere. Zulily tends to have kind of those closeout specials where things aren't really available anymore, But I'll link to a picture of it in the show notes, and hopefully you can find a similar sweater. Or maybe you already have one, and this will encourage you to wear it more often. If you've been thinking about getting a new phone or changing to a different phone plan or seeing if there is a way you can save money on your phone plan, I highly recommend checking out Twigby. They are a company dedicated to providing fantastic phone service at great prices, and we're so grateful to have them as the sponsor of this episode. There are many reasons why I recommend checking out Twigby that I could share, but I just want to go over a few in this episode. Number one, there is not a contract and there are no activation or termination fees. Unlike traditional cell phone companies, Twigby gives you the ability to create your own custom prepaid plan without a contract or unnecessary activation fee. Number two, it's affordable. When I visited the Twigby site, I was shocked at how affordable their plans were that first time that I went to it. Their basic phone plan start as low as $9 per month. They have a variety of plans, including those that offer unlimited texting and the option to include data. Number three, it's flexible. My favorite part about their service, in addition, of course, to their great prices, is that they offer plan flexibility with the ability to change plans or phones at any time for free. Four, they offer free overage protection. You can rest easy in knowing that you will never be charged for overages without your go-ahead. Number five, it's super easy to get started. You don't have to mess with going to a store and picking out a phone plan. You just go to their site. Pick your phone plan and either switch your current phone over or get a new phone, and they get it all set up for you. Six, they offer a variety of phones to choose from. You can choose a phone as basic as a flip phone, or you could get something as fancy as an iPhone 7. Number seven, coverage is good. We got to try out the Twigby phone service for two months and were very impressed with how great the coverage was. We never had one time that we had any issues with coverage. 
Twigbee customers use not one, but two of the nation's largest nationwide networks to give you great coverage at all times. And finally, and most importantly, they listen to their customers and prioritize customer satisfaction. In fact, they recently increased their plan allotments due to customer feedback, and current customers automatically got the increase with no additional cost or hoops to jump through. If you are wondering whether you could switch to Twigby, head over to their site, twigby.net forward slash crystal, to check to see if you could switch your current phone to Twigby. And when you're at that link, you'll get an offer to save 25% off the first six months. So visit twigby.net forward slash crystal. That's T-W-I-G-B-Y dot net forward slash crystal to find out more and save. And a big thank you to Twigby for sponsoring today's episode. Emily P. Freeman, host of one of my favorite podcasts, The Next Right Thing, has a book coming out in April titled, you guessed it, The Next Right Thing. And that's my book pick for this week. I got to read a pre-release copy of her book recently, and I really enjoyed it. And I underlined many different quotes in it. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'll tell you that there's a lot of overlap between the content, but it was so wonderful to read it in book form and to be reminded of so many of the valuable words of truth that she shares. The Next Right Thing is a book you can go back to again and again, and each time I can guarantee that it's going to hit you in a new and fresh way. Each short chapter is heartfelt, thoughtful, powerful, and impactful, and it leaves you with intentional but simple action steps to take and insightful questions to help you gain more clarity for right now and for your future. If you struggle to make decisions or you're in the midst of a big life change, maybe you just love some quiet guidance to be more intentional with your days, or you're like me and you love Emily's writing and her podcast, then I heartily recommend this book for you. Again, it's called The Next Right Thing, and it actually doesn't come out until April, but you can go ahead and pre-order it, and we'll be sure to put a link to it in the show notes. I've been anticipating today's interview for a number of weeks because Jennifer Fulweiler is someone who has been a great inspiration to me. I actually first read some of her writings back years and years ago, maybe 12 or 13 years ago. I'm not exactly sure, but that was when I first started blogging. And this past year, I was thrilled to rediscover her and find out that she had a new book that had just come out called One Beautiful Dream. If you're a mom who also works or you're a mom who wants to figure out a way to pursue your passions while also being a mom, I think you'll love this book. There are some days when this path I'm on of being a full-time work-at-home mom who both loves my kids and loves my work can feel really lonely. Jennifer's book made me feel less alone and less crazy, let's be honest, and it really reinforced a lot of the places that God has brought me to. And just that peace that I have with what our family dynamics look like, even though they are so different than so many other families we know. I love following Jennifer on Instagram stories and feel like I sort of know her, even though we've actually never met in person. And I'm guessing a lot of other people feel that way too, because she is just so honest and fun and just bringing you into her real everyday life. In addition to being really active on Instagram, Jennifer is a radio host on Sirius XM. She's a best-selling author, speaker, and mother of six. So I'm incredibly honored that she would take time out of her very full life to come on my show today. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. 
Crystal, I am so excited to be here. I have been really looking forward to this for a long time. You are so sweet. And I just love how real you are in everything you do. And I just was wondering, so have you always been the kind of person who is okay with just being imperfect and not having everything all neat and orderly? Or is that something that you've grown into? You know, Crystal, I think it's that for a time when I first started sharing my life publicly, starting in the blog world, like you said, I think we've been connected for so many years. I can't believe like how many years it's been that I've known about your stuff. You've known about my stuff. I think that I I might have honestly wanted to try to seem like I had it all together because that would be great if, if, you know, if everyone thought that my life just ran perfectly smoothly, but I am just so scatterbrained. I found that I just, I couldn't even live the facade, you know, I, I couldn't even pretend that well. So I thought, you know what, I might as well just be real and be honest about mm-hmm. what I am experiencing and the ways in which I'm failing. And interestingly, the more I did that, the more people began to connect and say, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only person who had that struggle. So I began to see that it could actually be encouraging to people to be more honest about where I really was. And so are there days when you feel like you don't measure up or that you are failing? Uh, uh, just uh, every day that ends in why. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All the time. And and that's something that I really, really struggle with is just the, you know, those feelings of, gosh, I'm not enough. Everyone else has more than I do. They have more success. Their households are better. They're better mothers than I am. They're better Instagrammers than I am. I constantly have to make a conscious choice to reject those feelings. And I think that that's a really important thing for everyone to understand. We all have feelings like that. And you can choose who are you going to listen to mm-hmm. those voices or are you going to listen to the voice of God and, or even just positive self-talk saying, no, I can do this. It's OK. God will give me what I need to get through. You really have to make a conscious choice every day. Which voices are you going to listen to? That's so good. And so what advice do you have for the mom who she needs to work or she wants to work? But she feels like there's no way she's going to be able to do a good job of prioritizing motherhood if she does. You know, I I think that it's so important to say, and many other people have said this as well, if you're looking for perfect balance, there's kind of no such thing. I mean, I, I, I believe that balance doesn't really exist in terms of the way we might think of it in our minds where mm-hmm. we're really excelling in our careers perfectly and then everything is going perfect at home. Uh, a good friend of mine who's also on Instagram, Julie Lyles Carr, she's fantastic. She has eight kids. And she talks about how what we should go for when we're trying to balance work and family and things like that is almost like if you've ever watched someone on a balance beam, they kind of veer off to the left and then then they veer off to the right to balance themselves. And so they balance by going from one extreme to another. And that's the first thing I would say. If you're trying to, you know, balance your work and your family life, accept the fact that there are going to be sometimes when you veer off too far to one side. For example, in my own life, I just finished doing four speaking engagements in four cities across six days. You can hear that I'm a little sick because of this. And and so that was too far in the work direction. I was barely home for quite a while. You know, the the household suffered a little bit because I was constantly traveling. But I can also accept that's okay. And so my plans for the next week are to go really far the other direction to minimize work as much as I can and just kind of hang out with the family, do some movie nights and things like that. And so that's that's my first tip for how to put all of that together. And I would say my my second tip is to make sure to try to make whatever work you do 
something that you are truly passionate about to mm-hmm. use what I call in my book, your blue flame. That's, that's, that's some gift you have that makes the world a better place when you share it, but it gives you energy when you do it. Now, I, I know some people, they just, they have to work and they don't love their jobs and, and their jobs aren't necessarily their blue flames. But if you can incorporate your blue flame, again, sharing that gift that just fills you with energy when you use it. If you can incorporate it into your work or even as a a side project that you do on the side, you will find that you will be filled with energy, extra energy that gives you more to share with your work or your family or whatever it is you have going on in your life. And that was, that's the big thing that I've learned that I've been sharing lately is that when you ignite that blue flame passion of yours, you will be filled with all of this extra energy that you can share with the people you love. I love that. And I so resonated with that in your book and the blue flame sort of, you know, just that picture. And I talk to so many women though, that they say, I want to do something, but I have no idea where to even start or what I'm good at. I feel like I'm not good at anything. What would you say to that woman? I would say that everyone has a blue flame. And a lot of times your gifts are often invisible to you. So one of my favorite stories comes from a friend. She does work where she's like a, a private counselor to help people figure out their these, these blue flames of theirs, which must be like the best job ever. And so this one woman came to her and said, I just don't think I have this blue flame, you know, gift. And so she was talking to her about different things. And it came it came out that this woman had liked to have people over to her home and things like that. And so this friend of mine said, well, maybe your blue flame is is simply hospitality. I mean, it sounds like God might have really given you a gift there that you could really make the world a better place and you love doing this. And the woman said, oh, I don't know. So my friend said, tell me about a time that you used, you know, the, the gift of hospitality. And she said, oh, oh, well, you know, there was this family and they were kind of down on their luck. And they they moved into my basement so that I could help them. And my friend said, how long ago was that? And she was like, uh, that was like 12 years ago. And and then my friend said, so whatever happened to that family? And she said, oh, they're still there. <laughs> and, and my friend said, okay, you have you have the gift of hospitality in spades. Like you are you are God has so given you a special gift in this department, but you don't see it. And often I think our blue flames are invisible to us, Crystal, mm-hmm. because we're like, doesn't everyone do this? Doesn't everyone mm-hmm. want to do this? Because that's what the woman said. She's like, well, wouldn't everyone let a family live in their basement for 12 years? Like, is, <laughs> isn't that just what you do? And like me, like I love writing and I'm like, doesn't everyone want to spend 12 hours a day staring at a screen writing? I mean, that it not that what everyone does for fun? So I would say if you feel like, you know, maybe God hasn't gifted you in, in any way, first of all, that's not true. He definitely has. And keep in mind that your blue flame might be invisible to you. It might be that thing that you're like, does, doesn't everyone do this? <laughs> does it, doesn't everyone enjoy this? Yeah. Well, I always give the example of on my blog, um, one of the things I'd done for years and years was to freeze peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And that was just something that was so helpful to our family to have frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And people kept asking me when I would talk about it, they'd say, well, can you give me the recipe? And I'm like, um, it's peanut butter and jelly and bread. And people kept asking, kept asking, no, I need the recipe. And so I finally wrote out the recipe, like, peanut butter and jelly and two slices of bread. And you put the peanut butter on both sides and then you put the jelly in between and then you freeze it. And people are just like mind blown. This is the most amazing tip ever. And I'm thinking, 
what? Like, this is so no brainer. And I think that's what I've realized is that there's so many things that to us is just a natural, obvious thing that to others could really change their life. And so I think with the blue flame of just recognizing, you know, what, what makes you come alive? Like, what are you, could you just talk for forever and ever about what is easy to you? What do your friends come and ask you about? There's just so much there. And so my heart always goes out to when someone says, I don't have any gifts. I'm like, oh, you do. We just need to help find them and dig them up and show them to you because they are there. I could not agree more. And and that is such a great example too. So yeah, I, I think that people, and I like what you said there. I think people should just really think about what do your friends come to you to ask you for help with? And and what do your friends sometimes say? Well, I can't believe you do that. I could not do that. Mm-hmm. You, you might be getting close to a blue flame with that. Mm. Okay. So shifting gears there, I just have to ask you, this is my own just like selfish question that I would ask you about because you've been doing a lot of stand-up comedy recently. Um, you talk about it on your Instagram stories. And I get the impression that this is something that is a little new and stretching to you. Although from what I see on Instagram, I just, the, you just seem so confident. And so like you could just go into any situation and just do an amazing job. But I love that you're challenging yourself to step outside your comfort zone with this. And you'll talk about how a set won't go as expected. And, and I just love to hear from you. How do you continue to put yourself out there, even when you feel like you've missed the mark or just kind of failed in, you know, the night before you failed in a set and you're like, I'm going to go do stand up comedy again. How are you doing that? <laughs> okay. So yeah, Crystal, I have to say, this is the most stretching thing I have ever ever done. Because, you know, I'm a radio host. I am on the air two hours a day live with a solo show. I don't have a co-host or anything like. So I thought, oh, I, I know communications. I can get up on that stage. That's going to be fine. And I bombed hard the first couple of times. I'm going down to these dive bars in Austin where it's just it's just the secular comedy scene. This is not other, you know, moms of faith or anything. I mean, this is like this is a pretty gritty scene Mm -hmm. in in the Austin stand up comedy scene. I am the only person from my demographic. Typically, you'll have 40 comics come out to these events and I will be one of three women. And I have nothing in common with the with the people who are up on these stages and so to not only get up there but sometimes to bomb on these stages it is it is definitely the most stretching thing i have ever done and and here's what keeps me going there is this this great ted talk it's it's targeted at businesses but but it has great advice for all of us called start with why mm. and the way that i've translated that into my own life is with everything i do I need to keep my why in mind. Why am I doing this? What's the big picture? Whether it's something I'm doing with my family, whether it's something in my work, start with why. Why? What is this all about? So with stand-up comedy, I actually haven't spelled this out. So this this is new information that only your podcast listeners are hearing. I am actually planning to do some events that involve stand-up comedy, maybe some kind of tour or something, because I just think that there's not enough really high-quality comedy that is coming from our perspective Mm -hmm. as mothers, as women of faith. Like There is very, very little out there, especially comedy that is done by women. And so I think this could be a great way to, to get my people together, the people who listen to my show, who follow me on Instagram, to get them together, have a fun event. And so that's my why. That idea of taking women who are struggling, who are lonely, who just need to have their burdens lifted for an evening with some some silly comedy and some good laughs with friends, 
I just, I think of that woman who is struggling and who needs a fun night out, maybe with a comedy show or something like that. And so every time I get up there and I'm, and I'm bombing or like I have a rough night or it's a, it's a tough crowd, whatever it is, the reason I can get back up and do it again is because I'm, I'm thinking of, of that woman whose burdens I might be able to lift a little bit with a comedy show one day. That's so good. And I'm so excited. And please do that because there's, <laughs> okay. there's such a need for that. And, and I feel like, you know, there's um, different comedians that we follow and watch on YouTube and we just, we will just listen to their stuff and watch their stuff over and over and over again. But there are very few female comedians that I know of that are doing a great job of this. And I think moms need to laugh. Like they need I to just agree. laugh. Laughter is such a wonderful, amazing thing. I know. I know it, it laughter is such a great way to just have your burdens lifted for a moment. And I just I just looked out at the comedy scene and said, I'm just not hearing my perspective represented out there. So I don't know, maybe I'm the one who's supposed to do this. So I will admit though, I'm terrified, Crystal. Like I'm so terrified about the idea of doing a comedy event, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yes, I love that. So sometimes, you know, it's just like you just lean into that fear and you just press through it and you just do it anyway because <laughs> because of that why. And I think I just encourage all the women who are listening, you know, who you're feeling like, I want to do something. I want to step into my passions, but it's really scary for me. You know, just think of what we're hearing right now from Jennifer of how she's stepping into this and doing this thing that scares her so much because of her why. So when you know your why, it gives you that courage to be able to keep pressing forward, even when it's really hard. Okay. So we're going to transition now to the two questions that I ask all of my guests. So what are you reading right now? Okay, so I am so into the, these books that I have found. There's this series. It's called Sports for the Soul, and I'm rereading one of the books. It is called Think Like a Warrior. Mm. So it, I think it's sort of targeted at men a little bit, but it doesn't matter. It, this book changed my life. So I was in a real slump uh, a few months ago. I'm sure you've you've had moments like this too, mm. where I was just kind of saying man, what, you know, what is all this for? Like, I just, I don't, I just don't feel like I'm making progress. It seems like everyone else is jumping from one success to another and I just can't get anything going. And I, I was just in, in a complete slump and I, I prayed, I said, all right, God, I want you, to, I want you to send me the book that I need to read right now that would be just perfect for me. And I really feel like that that prayer was answered. I was just, you know, searching around on Amazon. You know how you do the like customers who bought this book also yes, like totally. I went on some Amazon rabbit trail completely randomly. I found this book. It's called Think Like a Warrior. It's by a guy named Darren Donnelly. And it's it's a fable. So it it follows the story of a coach who is in a slump, feels like maybe his best years are behind him. Maybe it's just time to give up on his passions. And and it walks it walks through the transformation that this coach goes through in order to be more positive and keep checking in and living the life that he's supposed to be living. And it has all sorts of great lessons. Like, for example, there's so much in life we can't control, but what we can really control is our effort and our attitude. Mm. So stop obsessing about the past and the future and the external circumstances. Just focus on your effort and your attitude. And that's just one of many things that I took away from that book. So I am actually rereading this, this Think Like a Warrior book. That's so good. And then finally, what is saving your life right now? This could be a productivity tip or life hack, an app, an idea you're implementing, anything that's making your life better, easier, or more enjoyable. 
Okay, I am so excited to share this. So we live with six children, mm-hmm. a 130 pound dog and a one eyed cat <laughs> in a three bedroom house. It is oh 1900 square feet. It's, it's a small house. Yeah, so we are all crammed in to this tiny house. But, you know, we feel like we're supposed to stay here. It's it's not the right time for us to, to get a bigger space. And the biggest thing I did that, that is like revolutionized my life. I am an evangelist for this now. We got rid of every single dresser in our house mm-hmm. and we replaced them with, you know, those cubes from Ikea. It's like yes. they're mm-hmm. yeah, they're it's like a almost like a bookshelf, but they're perfectly square cubes within it. So you can get six, 12, 36, whatever, some some square number. And so in each cube, Ikea also makes like you can get little drawers that slide in and out or Mm -hmm. you can just leave it as open like you could display some stuff in there. That has changed my life because instead of dressers now, the kids put their clothes, you know, in in the drawer that goes within the cubes. But it's so flexible. Let's say a, a kid gets some new clothes for Christmas or something. We can just take a cube that maybe was displaying some little knickknacks and get one of those Ikea drawers for it, put it in there, and now, boom, we have more clothing space. And because these these cube units are tall, they take up more vertical space. So we are able to just get so much more stuff stored and utilize that vertical space in our house, which we really need because we don't have a lot of mm-hmm. floor space. That is brilliant. So do you have these, so this is all in one area or where do you where do you put these? So every bedroom has a cube unit where a dresser used to be. So normally where you would see a dresser, like in a kid's room, we just have one of these cube units in every single room and we use it for all kinds of storage. So some of the little individual squares are used for clothing storage. Others are used for shoes. Others are used for storing toys. It's It, it has gotten us so much floor space, so much more floor space by putting everything in these cubes. It's amazing. That's brilliant. And I'm sure that a lot of people are going to go out and now buy those from Ikea and get rid of the dressers. I just hate dressers. They take up so much space. So, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for all your wisdom. Um, I just feel like you bring so much value to the world. And I just appreciate you putting yourself out there and doing the stand-up comedy and putting yourself out on Instagram and putting yourself out through your radio show. Thank you. And thank you for using that blue flame well. Well, thank you so much. You are such an inspiration to me, and it was truly a pleasure to be here. Our Q&A segment question today comes from Marcy. She wrote in and said, I was curious about the commitment you mentioned on a recent podcast to open up your doors once a week to someone and practice hospitality. I was just wondering, if you have others over for dinner, do you tend to do it on a certain night, say Friday or Saturday? I'd love to know. If we invite a family over for dinner, we typically are going to schedule it on a Friday night or a Saturday night because that's what works best for most people's schedules. But we've also done it on Tuesday nights or Sunday afternoons too. It just really depends upon what works for our family that week and what works for the other family that week. However, I think a lot of times when we think of hospitality, we kind of get stuck in that rut that says that hospitality means having someone over for a more formal dinner. But really, I've come to see that hospitality can mean a plethora of different things. For us, it's meant opening up our home and offering to babysit for a friend, or having a friend over for an hour to just sit and talk, or letting our kids invite their friends over, hosting events, inviting a friend over to help with a project, inviting friends over for an impromptu breakfast for dinner night, or game night, or dessert night. 
If you're new to hospitality, the truth is that having a family over for dinner might feel scary. And so I just want to encourage you, start small. Don't let that hold you back. Instead, just keep it simple. Ask someone to meet you for coffee for an hour or go to lunch. Ask a friend if you can watch your kids so she could have a date night. Invite another couple or two over for games and dessert. The more that you get into the habit of opening your door up and inviting people in, the easier it gets to do so and the braver you'll likely become. As always, if you have a question on any topic you'd love for me to answer in a future episode, email it to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 